Hello, people. Welcome to another episode of the Fair One Podcast, formerly known as Grange TV. We still have the Grange TV sign up. This is still Grange TV for those that are watching. Uh, we will be discussing the Cyril Garn versus Alexander Volkov card, in particular that main event. Um, but let's not limit ourselves to just those topics for today. Um, Sean Hart says, what's up, mate? And I say, what's up? Right back to you, Mr. Sean Hart. Um, let me know what your picks are. Let me know who you think is going to win and why the main event. Um, I'm a huge Cyril Garn fan. I think Alexander Volkov is a massive uh, ask for him as well. I mean, he beat JDS. He beat a lot of good guys. But I think Volkov is a is a... He's a bit of an enigma as well. He's this tall, rangy guy. Excuse me. Not very, very quick on his feet. He's able to use his length very, very well. He's a guy that people like. Again, it shows, I think, on the stats, it says that, that Cyril has a little bit of a reach advantage. I don't believe that he does have a reach advantage. Like I said before, um, that's taken on wingspan. And Cyril is a very broad guy. And when you take into account... Uh, Alexander Volkov's front kicks and the way that he uses them, I do believe that the reach advantage is going to be um, absolutely in Alexander Volkov's uh, favor. It's going to be a hard task for Cyril to um, be able to come in on um, on on Volkov. I think that Volkov's going to use that front kick. Cyril's going to try and use la his lateral movement, which he does so well for a heavyweight. You know, he's able to move so well on his toes. And he, I think he was trying to create angles, try and faint, draw the kick out, and then be able to blitz and come in. Um, I think Volkov is going to try and has to try and back him up, has to try and back up Gun into a corner or something, or into a corner, into a panel rather, um, and try and keep him there and use that that length that he has, you know, and just wear him down with the front kicks and the straight shots, you know, that that he that he does so well. I think I th I, there's a huge. MMA experience advantage for Volkov, I think. But Garn has a really, really interesting thing that um, he's a 30-year-old heavyweight or 31-year-old heavyweight, which is still relatively relatively young for a heavyweight. But also, like, for a fighter, I think he's he's actually pretty good. Like, in he's had eight, he's got an 8-0 and uh, MMA record with a 5-0 and in the UFC. But he's also has... I believe something like close to 10 Muay Thai fights um, or kickboxing fights. So, so he's not inexperienced. Like that's more or less 20, 20 combat, you know, proper professional fights. I think that's a good number. You know, I think that there's, there's a point of diminishing returns. He could probably do with a few more, but he's, he's fought some big names in there and he's, he's fought five rounds. You know, he's shown his ability to do that with a, with a array of different types of fighters. So I don't know that the, the there will be a uh, there will be some advantage for Volkov I think with his experience but I think the fact that Gunn hasn't got the damage that Cyril hasn't been damaged over a prolonged career I think will probably benefit him somewhat I'm I I like the guys that are coming in at like a little bit later in their life and they've had enough fights to have the experience in that but they 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 haven't been they haven't hit their peak already worn out. I think that that's that that's a big one. That's a big advantage, you know. So someone like like Cyril, that's thirty years old, and he's just just now, and not just now entering the UFC, but he's just now entering, um, you know, the upper echelons of the UFC without having to suffer all that type of wear and tear. Um, 
Give me one second, guys. I have a technical difficulty, and it wouldn't be Grange TV Fair One Podcast without the um, technical difficulties. So just give me a sec. We are back, people. It was cleared up. Thank you very, very much. Um, I'm going to answer some of the questions. That's just my two cents. I'm sure we're going to expand on that a little, a little further. Um, that's just what I, how I see the, the the transaction in the fight. I don't necessarily know who's going to win. Um, if I knew that, I'd invest in Microsoft. But um, I would have invested in Microsoft. But that's just my my idea of how the the fight can go. Um, Volkov, whilst he is very tall and kind of ranges, that's where his experience comes in as well. He's not that easy to take down. He's he he's very good at fishing those underhooks. He's very good at turning people, throwing knees up in there as well. Um, so I don't know how easily, if at all, um, Cyril will be able to take him down and hold him down, especially being a five-round fight. So that's going to be very interesting as well because I do believe Volkov is more well-rounded than uh, Rosenstruck. Jack Borman says, Volker will put pressure on Garn that JDS and Big Boy won't. I, I agree. He will move forward. I'm feeling Volker by TKO late. It could well be. I do believe that that's going to be one of the big things with Volkov is that he can throw those 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 shots down the middle, those straight shots down the middle, and come forward, which um, those guys really didn't don't do. Um, Brad Galea says, happy Friday to you, Fab, and to you, sir. Ahmed says, Assalamu alaikum. Alaikum salam, my friend. I hope you're enjoying yourself and having a great day so far with amazingly great, wonderful vibes. We're doing well, sir. We are doing well here. Actually, a little bit bad is we've Sydney, parts of Sydney have gone into lockdown again. It's a little bit of a bummer, to be fair. Uh, Aussie Born Kiwi says, Wish Stefan Strav used his length like Volkov. He would have been more dangerous. Yeah, I think he went through a period where he did, but uh, I'm, I'm not, I don't know what happened to him. Uh, but then, man, the things are the things. It's it's funny. Like fighting, the fight game is just funny. You can fight someone right and do well, or even beat someone, and and you're obviously at that level. But then you can just go in a completely different um situ in a different 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 routes. You know, depending on who you fight next. Um, Nicholas Dalby had a fight with Darren Till where it was ruled a draw. And then Darren Till went on to do the things he did, and Dalby lost his next couple of fights, you know? And the people that he was matched against kind of nullified his striking. So we didn't get a chance to see as much of Nicholas Dalby as we could have um, on, on a winning circuit. You know, it could have gone, his life could have gone completely different directions when you see sometimes who wins and who loses, and it depends who you fight next and how you match up with them. Who am I leaning towards? Yeah, yeah. I'm. Probably, probably Cyril, man. I'm a Cyril fan. I'm not going to lie. Um, I feel that he's got enough experience. He's got enough experience. That whilst he's at an experience disadvantage with Volkov, I'll, I'll, granted, that's that's a given. 
but I think he has enough advantage in combat to be able to deal with with that. Um, and I think he hasn't got the mileage, you know, he hasn't got the damage that um, that someone like Volkov has in in having had that many fights. Whilst Volkov's only what two years older than Cyril, he's had so many more fights at, at a relatively young age, you know, and that. At some point, especially some of the fights, like some of those wars and that, some of those fights, they, they do take their toll, you know, they do, they do start to take their toll. And the, the training camps take their toll. Um, but it could be, you know, that's all speculation. Uh, Dan says, if Volkov gets going forward and touching him, it'll be a tough ask for Gunn. You don't want Volk with momentum. 1000% true, Dan. I agree with you. Alex Collar says, g'day, Fab. G'day, right back at you, sir. Dan Goldstein says, Bagan does throw a very educated leg kick and he throws it often. He does that, man, and he's very, very nimble on his feet. He's very light on his feet. He's got really good lateral movement, which is hard to find at heavyweight. Um, and he's a big guy doing that as well. He's got power in his hands. He's got power in his kicks. Um, and he's got a good ground game. Like he, He's got good ground game with good submissions, good finishes. Uh, Again, like a lot of these things are relatively rare in that in that division. So, I mean, and you know, I think he also knows where he stands. Like, having been Francis's sparring partner for a long time, so yeah, I, I think Volkov has a, he, he's got a lot of things that he can do and that he will do, especially pressuring coming forward, using his reach, using those those straight line attacks, um, and pressuring. But Garni also has his things. Luis Enrique says, hey, Coach Fab, new subscriber here. Thank you, Luis Enrique. Thank you so much. Could you please talk a little bit about St. Hagen versus Dillashaw after this? How do you see the fight playing out? Man, I, St. Hagen's very, very good, man. I think Dillashaw, Dillashaw's a bit of an enigma, man, because he looked pretty much unbeatable, but he was on, you know, self-admittedly on a shit ton of, of drugs. I don't know the Dillashaw that we're going to see, right? That That's the truth of the matter. I don't know. Um, I don't think too many people on Dillashaw's good day beat Dillashaw the way that he was before he, he went on his suspension. That's the truth. I would have to pick Dillashaw like that. But right now, without having seen his form and whatnot, I, I can't pick. I don't know. I really don't know, you know. Um, I think Sanhagen's super dangerous. I think he can beat anyone. He can go. He can go anywhere in the fight as well. That's what makes him very dangerous. But I, I don't know. Look, uh, Dillashaw is a little bit of a of an enigma right now. I think. What do you guys think? John Price says, "What up, Fab? Love the content, mate. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. I really, really do." Ian Ma says, "Fab, how are you, sir?" Randy says, "Hey, Fab. Love the show. Happy to see you and all the good vibe warriors here. Thank you, Randy. Thank you so much, sir." Alex Coley says. Garn demonstrated great discipline in his last fight against Rosenstruck. True, man. Although arguably a bit boring, a very smart move for an emerging fighter. I agree with everything you said, Alex. And that's, I didn't find it boring. Honestly, I thought that the dismantling of um, Rosenstruck, like you said, showed maturity, showed um, his ability to, to fight, to totally outclass someone like Rosenstruck too, who's no joke, man. Um. And it also shows, like I said, like I think he has enough experience. I think um, he's not a kid. He's not 23 years old, had five fights. He's 30 years old. He's had eight fights and he's had Muay Thai fights as well. And whilst it's not an, it's not MMA, 
but it is it is combat you know it is definitely combat and um i don't know even if you gave three every three muay thai fighters one mma fight is in like it's still fucking combat you know it, it, it does it does it gives him experience and so I think that he the the lack of mileage at him coming into his peak, and he has had enough fights to to have that experience, and he has trained in high level environments. I think I, I think will probably show um, the class of fighter that he is. Matthew Humby says, "Sure, the boys, yes, sir, yes, indeed." Um, I'm just going to go past a few. Paul Martin. Mr. Fab, I'm at work, 200 feet in the sky. You made my morning coffee break. Love always from, where is that from, my friend, Paul Martin? Where is that from? Because I can't see the flag. The flag is blanked out. Is that, are you Scottish? I'm just asking this, by the way. Don't don't get angry if you're not. Um, David Keating says, love the show, watching in Ireland. A nice morning surprise. I was interested in understanding how your YouTube channel generates income. I know it's a very tiny amount, but what is the breakdown? It is exactly two-thirds of fuck all um, that the channel um, generates, very, very little. Um, usually people donate either like on the on the show as we're going or they donate via PayPal. Um, and so, like, like I said, any any help, any, appreci- any donation, any sort of support is greatly appreciated, not even financial, even what you guys are doing right now. Because like it's time, you know, it it's money that you put into the show. It's you know, you try and keep the you know, everything you see is it costs money. So um yeah, there's not it's fucking nothing, dude. Nothing unless um you know, sometimes with with sponsors or something like that, you might get a little bit of money, but it's it's no money, dude. Like no very, very little money. Dan Goldstein says, What do you think of Ramanov, and if he gets a bit of momentum and a push, and if Hamzat fights before 2056, what do you think of that as a potential matchup? Again, man, I haven't seen even Hamzat, right? I haven't seen enough of Hamzat to, other than the the fight um, that I saw him fight in in Sweden when he fought, um, the name will come to me, uh, he fought another guy, like a Chechen guy, that's um, it, that's a world champion in in combat sambo. He fought him, and then even then, like that was a good fight. But I haven't seen enough of those fights for me to be able to tell you. Look, I think that this will happen, and da 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 da. da because the I haven't, I just haven't seen enough of him. I think that that it's going to be a a tough out, you know, any time, but I haven't seen enough of him. Um, Ramanov, I've seen a little bit of him, but again, I haven't seen, I haven't seen enough, enough of him, you know, I haven't seen enough to be able to say, this is how he would match up with, um, with, uh, with Hamzat, you know, I haven't, I haven't really seen enough of it. Um, Hamzat, on paper, I don't think a lot of people beat him on paper. But like I said, I haven't seen I'm I'm just gonna look up the this is killing me. I have to look up the guy, the guy's name that he fought. Because this guy that he fought will is very, very good fighter. I'll tell you, I think his name's Imran. Sorry guys, it just it, it'll destroy me if I can't tell you who it is. I can't believe I forgot the name. 
Okay. Yeah. Ikram, I beg your pardon. Ikram Aliskarov. Very, very good fighter, you know. World champion, European champion in combat sambo. Undefeated, other than that loss to Hamzat. So that, that win by Hamzat was very, very impressive. But I haven't seen enough of Hamzat to be able to tell you. He looks the real deal to me. Don't get me wrong. But I need to see him. I need to, I need to see him fight a Leon Edwards, uh, you know, upper echelon guy to be able to make a, a proper a proper guess of it. Same as Romanov. Like, I haven't, I think Oliveira was the last guy he fought, and I haven't seen enough of that. Like, it's not, I need to see a few fights of those guys. Um, Alex Kohler says, up the fab, can't wait to be a moderator. You might just get your wish, sir. I, um, I'm vetting that through the other moderators, and we will see, sir. We will see. Randy says, laugh out loud, two-thirds of fuck all. That should be on a T-shirt. That's what it is, man. That's what it is, my friend. Um, Dan Goldstein says, thanks, Fab. Appreciate it. I can't wait to see him return too. Yeah, man, sorry to give like a wishy-washy answer. Like, I'd love to be able to say, Hamza will do it, man. Hamza will fucking do it. I don't know, man. I don't know. Like, he looks the goods. He looks like, you know, and I know the credentials, like, some of the stuff that he's done, like he was, he won the, I believe he placed at, at Russia in, in the, in, in the Russian nationals as a junior. So pretty much that will walk you into any fucking national team in the world. Um, like that, that level, like, uh, you know, like if anyone's familiar with Aaron Pico, for instance, in, in wrestling, he won world cadets, pretty sure he won world cadets. If he didn't win it, he placed top three or whatever. And then I think he got a, a podium finish at World Juniors and something like that. People that understand wrestling understand how high a level that is. Like any of those people that achieve that kind of level, just on athleticism alone, just where you sit in the gene pool, if you want to fight and you have the, you know, you've got the chin and the, the mind to fight, you're going to do really, really, really well in fighting. Just if, if you're that good of a wrestler. You know, like it's just that that level is super high. So the the level that Hamzat is is no no fucking joke. You know, there's no I I don't. It, it would take someone very special to beat him. You know, very 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 special. Um, Brad Galea, Brad Galea with a super sticker out of nowhere, just throwing bombs. Thank you so much, sir. I really appreciate it. David Keating says, "Get on Revolt Fab. It's a European version on PayPal Digital Bank." It is really handy way to transfer money across no fees. Everyone uses it over here. You know who I'm going to speak to about that, sir? I'm going to speak to my wife about it, and then she will do that because all of that stuff is craziness. I have no idea. Alex Collar says, I forgot OSP is fighting on this card too. Give us another Von Flew. Man, that guy is a beast. I met him in real life a bunch of times. Really nice guy and a monster of a man, dude. An absolute monster of a man. Um, I do believe that Von Flew, uh, Von Flew. <laughs> I believe that um, he wins that fight. I believe that uh, OSP wins this fight. Uh, the other guy's a big fellow, but I think OSP's just a little bit, a little bit more put together. A little bit. It's interesting though. They're fighting at heavyweight, so I don't know. But OSP's huge, dude. He's a big guy. Um, and he he's very very athletic at that at that um at light heavyweight and even at heavyweight. And Tanner Bozo is, is 
big, strong guy, comes forward. But I think OSP will just have a little bit too much movement, a little bit too much different looks, you know, I think. Um, Luis Enrique says, thanks for the answer, coach. Personally, I love watching Sanhagen. That's the way I want to be able to fight. Yeah, well, Sanhagen's amazing to watch, and I'm a huge fan of his. My The the thing is, is he going to be Dillashaw? I don't know, and I don't know what Dillashaw's going to look like. I don't know what version of Dillashaw's going to be out there. Um, the version before he got suspended looked pretty hard to beat before anyone. Um, Alex Collar says, huge. Dan Golston says, I think OSP might be bigger than Bosa too. Dude, he's definitely got the frame to fill out. He's a big boy, very big boy. Aussie-born Kiwi, what do you think of Paddy Dow? Will he survive in the UFC? I mean, Pimblet, Paddy Pimblet. I, I, again, man, I, I have to see some of the guys like the, the problem is you see some people and they do really well in in certain competitions and whatnot. And then you don't see, I'm not saying this about him. I'm just saying I, I haven't seen enough. Like you kind of have to see, and I don't know him firsthand, but you kind of have to see people a, a little bit more like you might win. I'm not saying this is him. I'm just saying, but you might win. You're a grappler. You might do really, really, really well in a circuit where, say, you're a wrestler with with some good BJJ, and you're fighting in a in promotions that don't have great wrestlers. It's not a wrestling. It's not a wrestling type country or region of the world. Then you're probably going to be able to grap, out grapple everyone else. You know what I mean? But then when you get to the UFC, there's a lot of good grapplers there. You know, and 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 you might not do that well. So. I have to see people fight a little bit more before I can really. He looks good. He does look good. He looks like he's got the goods. Um, it it also depends who you get matched up with, man. It does depend who you get matched up with. You know, you can you you get matched up correctly, and you win a couple of fights, and your confidence grows, and it gives you time to to work on other areas of your game. You can do really really well, but then you fight you get matched up not so well and your confidence diminishes and you don't do that well. Alex Collar says, I've got my shoe ready for the 11th of July. Bam Bam should bring the goods against Hardy. I think Bam Bam wins that fight, my opinion. Um, I am a bit biased, of course, but I also think Bam Bam is just a little bit too... He's got too many answers, man. He's got... He's 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 been fighting, in particular in the striking realm for for a long time. It's not new to him. Like I remember, I remember watching him fight live. I w- remember watching him fight against uh, Peter Graham. And um, for those who don't know, Peter Graham's a fucking monster. You know, fought in K one. He's fought everyone. Fought Batahari. Beat Batahari. Lost to Batahari. That's who you're talking about. And Bam Bam was like an 18 year old kid, and he fought. Um, Peter Graham in these hybrid rules and um, he rocked Peter Graham you know back then and then uh, it just wasn't you know he was a man against a boy and he wasn't as fit as he is and blah 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 and he ended up losing it but I remember watching him going wow like you know so I, I don't see Hardy I see it being tough for about nine minutes being hard hard fight and then Bam Bam getting the better of it and bashing Hardy that's how I see it 
Um, Alex Collis says, has he been training overseas recently or is he back in Oz? I don't know, man. I don't know. I, I, I last thing, I, I think he was training uh, with Tama, Tama Tahuna. And I would think, of course, he did some stints in the US, but I don't know the breakdown of that. You know, I don't know how much was with, with overseas and whatnot. And da, da, da. Um, Aussie born Kiwi says, Graham is a Aussie legend, no doubt, 100%. Ian Ma says, my tablet just shit the bed. I'm sorry to hear that, sir. Dan Goldstein says, I hope we get the Gilroy version of Bam Bam. Bam Bam is a serious cat, man. Like, he can fight. He can definitely fight. And I think there are some things for him that if he if he turns the corner with a couple of things, um, and he may well have done that, I don't know. It's only he he's the one that can decide. But I think there's a couple of things that if he does turn the corner, I think, He's got all the potential to go all the way. He's a very, very special, special talent. Um, again, those that live in Australia, like, you know, like, to make the NRL, it's, it's, and, he, you know, he was on well on his way to being a star. It's, it's, uh, there's not a lot of jobs, you know, there's not a lot of, of players in the NRL to begin with. It's, it's pretty small and um, it's pretty brutal, you know, like, you're, you're a very, very decent athlete to get into the NRL. Um, Dan Goldstein says, I think he folds Hardy late if he's on. Yeah. I think at about nine minutes, if Hardy hasn't taken Bam Bam out of there, which is not going to be easy. Um, after that, it will be Bam Bam piecing him up. I believe Ian Ma says on the phone for a wee bit as it reboots. Glad to see that you went to the phone, sir. Um, yeah, no, that's how I, that's how I see that, that part of it. The one, the, the, the fight of the night for me, the fight that I'm, Pumped to see is Barcelos versus Valuev. Um, I think Valuev is a gun grappler as well, but I seen Barcelos. I was in Brazil in 2009, around there, and I was there for the ADCC trials, um, the Brazilian ADCC trials, which was crazy. Uh, who who won that? Galval won that in his division. Um, what's a guy at, in heavyweight? But he fights at light heavyweight in the UFC. Oh my god. Sorry, guys. It's been a long, long, long day. Um, oh, my God. He's one of my favorite guys, too. Man, he's going to... Uh, Teixeira. Teixeira. He won the heavyweight division. And Barcelos, I remember he was a kid. And he was grappling, I think, in the semifinal against uh, a, a jiu-jitsu uh, exponent named Rafael Mendez. And, dude, they went at it, dude. They went at it. I can't remember how Mendez won, but it wasn't by much. And uh, this kid, Barcelos, can wrestle and he can grapple his ass off, dude. And then he won the, I believe, 2016, maybe, Nogi Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu Championships in Brazil, like the Nationals, which is no mean feat. So I've been following this guy for years, for forever, before anyone knew him. Um, and I think that he's, he's one to watch in that division, man. The only little thing with him is I feel like he's kind of fallen in love with his striking a little bit, just a tiny bit, and um, and he can strike too, you know. But how good his grappling is, I, I just love watching him grapple. Uh, ben says, if Barcelo gets through him, who do you think they give him? they got to give him a push soon, surely. He's so well-rounded. I don't know, dude. You'd have to put Barcelos in the mix with everybody else in that division. He's right up there with anyone at bantamweight. 
anyone. Alex Collis says, Galvalvis is good, Gordon Ryan. Who's your pick? I don't know, dude. I really don't know. You'd have to go with Gordon Ryan just on form, right? Like, but Galvalvis, Galvalvis a fucking monster, dude. I don't know. I don't know what the rule sets would be. Is it just submission only? Are there points? Are there not? Blah, 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 blah. Um, so much of that rides on that. What happened with Gordon Ryan retiring as well? Oh, I'm glad you asked this, Aussie-born Kiwi. I'm glad you asked this. Do you think Huni should have fought Gallon since he's at the Olympics, or was it worth it? See, this is one of those things, man. I'm glad you asked this, because this is one of those topics of conversation that I find extremely interesting. Number one is, we can't look at it with revisionist history, obviously. You know, like, we know now that he broke his hand. Prior to the fight, I think it would have been a big risk for him, uh, for Huni, but I think it was well calculated because he really was a favorite against Gallon. And the fact that he did what he did to Gallon with a broken hand, I don't know what round he broke it in, but regardless, he broke his hand and he still stopped him. And Gallon's super tough, but he he beat Gallon up. You know, everybody knows who Justice Huni is now. Nobody knew who Justice Huni really was outside of the boxing community in Australia. So if from that perspective, that was smart, regardless of whether it goes to the Olympics or not. Now, everybody knows who he is. I think he got 200 and something thousand dollars. Again, it's a big, it's not a huge payday, but it's a big payday if you're not from a wealthy family, man. Like that kind of money in one hit can, can really change stuff around for you, you know? And I, again, I'm not talking about his finances. I don't know, but it is a lot of money for, for a young family. Having said that, if he had gone to the Olympics, um, if if he goes to the Olympics and wins a medal, let's say he won even a bronze, but let's say he won a gold at heavyweight, you're walking into big contracts. You know, that's that's a big difference. That's what that's that's what you got to weigh up. But nobody knew who he was prior to this. That's the reality of it. Outside of the fight game, outside of the fight world. Man, even in the fight world, no one knew who he was. The bo- In the boxing world, yes, people knew who he was. So it's a hard one, you know what I mean? It's a real, real hard one because it's a, it's, it's a substantial amount of money, you know, with, with the opportunity to make more at the end of it. And, and you know what? Even if he misses out on the Olympics, um, you know, he's kind of, his name's out there now, you know. I would have liked to see him go to the Olympics, you know, that's me, but I, I can't say it was the right or wrong decision. Um, Luis Enrique says, is Ronnie Barcelos the bantamweight Yoel Romero? In what way do you mean is he the bantamweight Yoel Romero? Because are you talking like, yeah, can you explain in what way? Um, Dan Goldstein says, sorry for the terrible grammar. No problems, mate. Um, Dan Goldstein says, I know O'Malley gave him a pass, gave, um, Barcelos a pass. That would be a bad matchup for O'Malley. Barcelos is a hard little man, dude. I'm telling you. Ian Ma says, has Gordon Ryan sorted out his stomach issues? I don't know. That was a question I was asking. I thought he was retired, dude. I, I don't know. I, I, I've, I, I've seen, I've been around Galvar. I haven't like met him, met him like that personally, but that dude no bullshit, dude. Guys, shorter than me, right? 
and he's he's a he's a gorilla. He's a fucking gorilla. He's so broad, but he's not just broad. He's thick as well. Like he's broad and he's thick. He's like Pajares, like that. And um, I I don't know, man. When you look, uh, he looked when I saw him, in, and this was years ago in Brazil. He looked like a like a fucking bodybuilder. He just looked like a fridge, a monster. Alex Collis says Gordon Ryan has tried new treatment recently. Seems to be improving, but still an issue. Man, I wish him well, man. I don't I don't even know what um you know some of those issues could be. I I, I don't even know anymore. You know what I mean? When people say stuff, so I, I don't know. Um I don't know. But that was the, the, the fight that I'm really looking forward to in the card is Barcelos. I love watching Barcelos fight. Another dark dark horse, I think. I think this is gonna be a good card. I think it's going to be a really, really good card. Another, another dark horse in there is um, the Daniel Pineda versus Andre Philly card, because the card fight because Daniel Pineda came out of like I didn't think he was going to beat uh, Herbert Burns, but beat him he did, and I think he's going to beat Andre Philly as well. So that's going to be interesting. Um, Dan Goldstein says, "Yeah, O'Malley didn't want Barcelos. I reckon Marlon Vera." Versus Barcelos, it was a good match down the track. I think Barcelos beats beats Vera. I, I think he beats him. I think uh, Barcelos's jujitsu is on another level. Like it's a, it's a better level, and I think um, he's got really good wrestling as well, and he can bang, you know, and he can mix it all up. Luis Henrique says Barcelos is, but I don't think it'll be an easy night. Luis Henrique says Barcelos is being ducked by many fighters. High risk, low reward fight, and he's also a very explosive fighting style. I think he's a monster and can hang with anyone in that division. 1000% agreed, sir. I do agree. Um, he's, uh, like I said, I've se- uh, he's, his t- style of grappling is really, really, really impressive. Um, Nickname one two three three two one says his stomach improved by sixty percent according to his Instagram. He's being treated with HGH. No joke. I'm sure it's not a joke. Alex Collis says finally gives Craig Jones a chance to be number one. Laugh out loud. Yeah, man, that's um, that's a lot of space. There'll be a lot of movement in those divisions right there. Um, I. I wonder, eh, with with um, I'm not I'm not accusing anyone of anything. I'm just saying, like, I wonder in sports like jujitsu, where there is no testing, like we, we just we put out a little snippet of Craig Jones talking about that the other day, um, with it being so rife and people being able to, because whilst there isn't a there there aren't a lot of mon- monetary returns for for you winning, say, World BJJ gee or no gee like you don't get money right there and then but if you win worlds like that at black belt and you beat everyone you 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 could pretty much man you're going to be able to do seminars and open up a school pretty pretty easily um i just wonder like because the guys don't really have a lot of money the guys that are that are that are taking steroids and taking other performance enhancing drugs I wonder how how I know how rife it is. Don't get me wrong; I'm under no illusions. But I just shudder to think about how people would be administrating it 
without administering it rather administering it without any sort of doctors to look after them or or teams of medical people to look after them or whatever and it'd be complete bro science from one person to another um and you know these guys are trying to perform they're also cutting weight even though people say there's no weight cutting trust me there is weight cutting um and that scares the shit out of me dude for the for the health of some of these guys um dan goldstein says the philly pineda fight is good if philly survives the first it could get hairy also pineda is different off the mountain yams too yes he is sir yes he is but he beat burns which is what impressed me i i thought i think that pineda can get philly to the ground and do some work there on the ground um i think he's a fair bit better than andre philly on the ground um i was impressed with with um with Pineda in the fight against Burns. Martovi says, hey, Fab, right back at you, sir. How are you, my friend? How are you doing? Um, so that's that's a, that was another interesting fight that I, I thought. And um, I think Tim Means versus Nicholas Dolby is, is, is a bit of a screamer too. Looking good as always. Thank you, sir. Thank you, Martovi. Um, I think Nicholas Dolby swing like, he, can, he, can, he hits hard. He's ferocious with his stand-up. I like it. Tim Means is no joke. He's um, very well-rounded, got good Muay Thai, good elbows. That's going to be a cracker fight. I think that's going to be action-packed from start to finish. So I'm excited to see that fight as well. But the, the main fight that I'm excited, other than the main event, of course, is the Barcelos versus Valiev fight. That I think is going to be the fight of the night for me, like my pick of the fight of the night. Um can't read your surname i can't read your name sir but thank you for coming down here how would kelvin gaslam do if he dropped down to 170 i think he has the potential to be a champion i don't believe most welterweights have the reach and the power to keep him at distance it could well be the fact but it could be well it could well be you know but the reality is he's a short guy but he's a very big guy man he's got like a big giant fucking head i actually worked quite closely there where he was um when when um we're doing the the smashes, not the smashes, the heavy hitters that 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 show in Vegas when we did the the Ultimate Fighter when it was Rob versus him. And Kelvin's a big boy, man. Like he's short, he's very short, but he's like got a. He looks like a heavyweight, and somebody chopped off the uh, chopped off the arms at the elbows and the knees. So he's not he's not like a little guy. Like he's not like a little little tiny guy. He's just short. He's very short, and he his body's a bit funny. I don't know because it's easy to say um it's it's easy to say oh look he's going to make weight and da 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 I don't know that he can I don't know I, I, he might make weight but he might not feel comfortable or he might not feel comfortable with what he has to do to make 170 do you get what I mean like he might not feel comfortable not being able to to eat more food and whatnot you know and feel fueled and feel strong so he might not perform as well. Like I think he's. I think if he could make 170, he'd he'd be very good. But dude, I've seen him in real life, and he's not like a mass. His head's fucking huge, man. His head's his head's massive, man. And uh, like he's got like his broad broad shoulders. His torso's big. Then he's got these like little arms and legs. So I don't. I, as as people say, oh, it looks like he could make this way easily. I don't know, man. I don't, I don't think it'd be that easy for him. Um, 
Martovi says, have you seen any, any episodes of the latest tough season? I have not, sir. Um, I don't think he's a big guy. I think Poirier has the same frame and makes 155. Uh, he hasn't got the same frame, dude. I, I, I've, I know, like I've been there with him. He's, he's not a little guy. Um, Gaslam's not a little guy at all. Um, John Price says, Gaslam too big for 170, in my opinion. I don't, I don't know. There's, a, there's obviously a reason for him not fighting at 170. You know what I mean? He obviously doesn't feel that that cut is comfortable for him at 170. And, you know, especially nowadays when we're talking about um, guys fighting upper weight in a natural weight division and not dehydrating crazily and things. So I think, you know, the guy's fought for a title at 185. So he's obviously not too small, if you get what I mean. Um, you look at Darren Till, man, Darren Till making 170. I think that's that's brutal for Darren Till on his body, you know. And I think he'll probably look quite good at 185 after probably another year or so, you know, when he starts to really fill out and feel good at that weight division. It, it, it's, a, it's not that simple a process, you know. You can do one fight or two fights, but it usually takes a while for your body to grow into that, into that weight. Um, um, yeah, so everyone's saying, yeah. No, like, I, he, Poirier, Poirier made, Poirier made a featherweight, dude. You know what I mean? Like, there's, they don't have the same frame. Like I'm, I'm way taller. Like I'm taller than, than, um, than Gastelum and I'm like long and thing, but he's like built different. Like his head's big guys, his body's completely different. They have very, very different frames. Dan Goldstein says Rumble Johnson making 170 is mind boggling too. Yeah, man. He looked like he was going to die. Martovi says Darren Till is gigantic. He's a big boy, man. Darren Till's a big boy. He's not. He's not huge, but he's a he's a big guy, and I think he'll grow into 185. He still has to grow into 185. Um, I think when um, like when Rob fought Darren Till, Rob's looked a fair bit thicker and bigger than than Darren Till, you know, like, and I think it takes a while to get that maturity in your muscles and whatnot. Laced up says, "Hey Fab, what's your thoughts on the whole Aljavis Peter Yan situation? I'm really excited for the next fight. In all honesty." Man, my opinion on that, I'm a Peter Yan fan. He's I'm probably he's probably my favorite fighter in the UFC. I really like the way he fights. But it was an illegal knee, you know. One whether he meant it or not is is beside the point. So um that's a fair win to to Sterling, you know. Like he, he I I don't think I think that the refs should have taken that completely out of his hands. Like you don't ask the guy, do you want to continue? And again, when we're talking about, you know, stopping weight cutting and fighter safety, you watch a guy take a a knee flush on an illegal shot straight to the face and you're going to ask him if he's all right to continue no that's the fight man like you call that fight the guy whether he, people say he was acting or not doesn't fucking matter he fell on his back he was done that's it that's the end of the fight you would have counted he, if there was a, a standing count you would have counted him he's eight you would have counted him 10 20 that's it it's over the fight's over so um i think yeah the fight's over um it was an illegal shot Let's do it again, though. You know, it was controversial. I don't think uh, Peter Yan meant it, like like the way that it that it happened. And I think it'll, you know, that that's a the second fight. I, I want to see it, and I think Peter Yan wins it. Um, Dan Golson says, speaking of Till, how do you think he goes against Brunson? I want to fade Brunson, but the man's on a tear right now. Um, the guy is on a tear. I think Darren Till's very hard to take down and hold down. 
I think that Darren Till is much more measured in his striking. He's a he's a better striker. You know, he's got he shifts his weight across. You know, quite well, and he's able to throw good good shots. You know, like he. Yeah, I I don't think I don't think Brunson beats Till, man. I don't think he beats him. He might, he might right now, like I said, if the time to beat Darren Till is right now if you're a middleweight, because I do think that he's a little bit like Israel and Rob, I think, are bad matchups for him. I don't think he beats him. I don't think he beats him regardless. But the other middleweights are time to beat Darren Till is right now, like while he's still, you know, growing into that physique and whatnot. Um John Price says, do you reckon Dillashaw was taking EPO his whole career? I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I can only go with the fact that he got busted with it. You know what I mean? There's no way of going against that. I, I don't I know that I know a lot of guys do, you know what I mean? Um, take all sorts of shit. Um Yeah. So yeah. Um I think he is this. I can't read your name, man. I'm so sorry. I think he is at an incredible disadvantage at 185. I blame Joe Rogan for saying that if you go up weight divisions, you are supposed to do better. Again, I don't know what Joe Rogan said. I don't know exactly what he said. Um, I do know that people that are cutting weight like fucking crazy do better in the upper weight division for sure. Um, I don't think that's Joe Rogan saying that, by the way. Um, I think that Gaslam is short for that division. I think he carries in that division a lot of advantages as well. He's very quick. I think that the problem is that the guys that he's faced up until now, he, he, dude, he dropped every single person at middleweight until he fought Till and Rob. And then he, his losses now, other than Hermanson, you know, was Till, Rob, and Israel. That's, that they're not bad losses to have on your record, man, as a as a middleweight. So I can't tell you he's doing terribly. Um Alex Collis says, honest opinion is Paulo Costa on roids. Man, I I can't give opinions on that, dude. Like if they pass the tests, they pass the tests. Man, what do you want me to say to you? Do I think that Herbert can beat Moicano? This his striking looks pretty slick. That's, that's again, man, I don't know enough of these guys. I've seen them. I like Herb. I think that's going to be a cracker fight too because Moicano loves to bang as well, man. So I think that, yes, he can beat him. You can. I don't know if you will. Ian Ma, that decision should never have been on the fighter. Your, your opponent cheated, sir. Would you like to continue? It's nonsense. Referees should apply the rules and apply them evenly. 1,000%, Ian. That's that's a thing like um, when those all those things are said, like it's like, the fucking guy need him in the face illegally. That's it. That's the end of the day. Imagine playing a game of soccer and going, hey, listen, um, do you guys want that penalty? Like he handballed it, but it wasn't really near the goal, near the goals. It was kind of away and he was facing the other way. Like, do you want the penalty or or do you just want to just play on? Like, nah, dude. It, it is what it is. Uh laced up says, Well put, mate, completely agree. Iceberg says, hey, Fab. You watching tough? I haven't been watching tough, my friend. I I haven't at all. Artorius laughs out loud. I'm not sure what he's laughing out loud, but I'm glad that Artorius is enjoying themselves. 
John Price says, yeah, if Aljo got up, he would have just gotten knocked out again. Yeah, and I think, like, it's, it, it is what it is, man. Like, you don't, like, that, that, that's the rule. It's, it's over, you know? That's, it's game. Um, you see that a lot, dude. And that, you know what? And this is the reality is, say Aljo got up, fought on, got knocked out because he was already concussed. Nobody is going to give a flying fuck. He's not going to get the belt. The UFC aren't going to look after him. So, yeah, man, he did the right thing. Um, JTJT says, can you explain what happened between you and Bobby Knuckles? Cheers, John. Nothing really happened, man. Um, like I said to you before, I've said this about a million times, but I'll say it again. Um, both of us, man, we're just we were in business together. Coaching is part of business. Both of us kind of wanted to go in different directions. We're both at different stages of our lives. I didn't want to run the gyms anymore. Um, I, we had two gyms together. I, I've had I had a baby in that time and another one on the way. And I've taken my career in a different kind of um, in a different direction, at least for the next five years. I'd say um, I want to be around for my daughters. I want to be able to, you know, do a lot of project work from home with like corporate training and different things like that that I'm doing. A lot of different corporate stuff and that that's what I'm doing is I, I just for the next honestly man the next five to seven years I can only probably see myself um being a dad you know and just helping out some athletes here and there do a, do a lot of athlete mentoring at the moment um not just in fight not just in the fight game and so that's the direction that I want to go in it's not like yeah it's got nothing to do with from from my end it's got nothing to do with anything else like my life had it i, I want to always wanted to go back to uni do my postgraduate um and i think that it kind of got we we achieved the results and we achieved the things that we wanted to achieve together and it's that's all it is man that's for me that's all it is but i think people make it a lot more than that uh alex collar says fab what's your secret to a good duck on the barbecue I like to smoke the duck, sir. I like to do the little thing where you smoke and barbecue the duck. Um, nickname says, I think referees feel pressure from the organization as well, though. Fuck, dude. One billion percent. Dana isn't shy of firing you on the, on, in the post-fight press conference if you fuck up. Um, it's, it's, um, it's, there's a shit ton of pressure, dude. There's a, there's a shit ton of pressure. And the thing is, people... People just fucking, people just, like, if if somebody with, with a lot of, with a lot of followers, right, with a lot of, of, um, of pull in the industry goes on and says that referee's shit or that coach is shit or that, that guy doesn't want to fight or whatever, everyone just runs with that. You get what I mean? Everyone just runs with that. Everyone's like, oh, yeah, that's what's true and blah, 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 blah. So there's a lot of pressure, man. It's not – that's a, honestly, to answer the other question that you were asking before about one, I, I'm kind of – I needed a kind of a break as well because I find that environment very, very toxic, man. I find that it's not healthy environment to be in, you know. that That's just me. And I don't – I just wanted to come and be able to spend more time with my family and be able to do stuff like that. Um, Okay, Randy says, John, he's explained it so many times. 
It's all right, Randy. John didn't know. He might have just been new to the show. And if you are new to the show, John, I really appreciate you being here. Thank you for subscribing. If you haven't already, guys, please like, subscribe, and hit the notification bell. Um, Nick Alexander says, I imagine you being a brilliant dad. Man, thank you so much. I'm so touched for, by you for saying that. Um, I don't know that I am, dude. I feel guilty all the time, as I think most people that are, that are parents do, and you never know if you're doing enough, and you don't know if you're doing the right things. And every single time I do something, I'm like, I want to fuck up this kid for life, dude. Does this kid looks at me for every single answer on the planet and they don't know that I'm a fucking mess. They don't know this. My daughter thinks that I've got all the answers and I'm a fucking mess. And sometimes I feel bad for her because I'm like, dude, you have no idea how much of a fucking mess I am. You know, like you have no idea, none. So thank you, man. I really appreciate it. Appreciate it. Dan Goldstein says, love the candle, Fab. Thank you, sir. JTJT says, thanks. Just miss the dynamic duos. You were great together. Thank you, sir. I appreciate that. Um, no, I wish Rob the best, man. I always, I'm always going for Rob and all the boys from that gym. You know, Jacob, Jacob Malkoon, I trained him from when he was a white belt. Um, like Sione Vecoso, Brad Fulma, uh, Izzy Fitikefu, all those boys from that gym, you know, they all did a journey basically from white belt. Like Brad, who's 8, 19, 18, 19 years old now, he started training with me when he was three. So, yeah, man, I, I have a big attachment to those boys and I wish them well and I, I hope that they win, you know. Like, that's um, not just win, dude, because you can fucking win fights. That's good. That's got nothing to do with it. I just wish them well in life, you know. Like, I don't, I don't, um, yeah, that's, but but for me, I just want different things in my life at, at, this, at this stage. Uh, CSS says, hello, Fab. Hello, right back at you, sir. My Tovi says, how would you define cheating? Yan kneeing Alja was illegal, but was it cheating? I can see how it's cheating, but I can't really explain how. I see cheating more like EPO. Dude, injecting yourself with fucking um, uh, synthetic red blood cells is fucking cheating. There's no two ways about it. Steroids, cheating. Syringe in your ass, cheating. Um, you hitting someone, kneeing someone not right at the fuck in the heat of the moment, it's a fucking fight. It's a fight. I that wasn't cheating. He he hit him flush in the fucking head. Strikes in the fight. Uh, you know, arguable too, man, because Aljo play it was playing the game as well. You know what I mean? Like it's hard. You you put your knee on the ground, you lift your knee up, you put your knee down, you put your hand down, you put it, you're playing the game. You know, that you're playing the game. You 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 know, you could get hit like that. And yeah. Um it is what it is. Iceberg says, Volkanovski said that Craig Jones was interested in seeing Ortega versus Volk in a grappling-only match. Is Volk's jiu-jitsu underrated? I think it is underrated. I think Volk, you wouldn't want Volkanovski on top of you in a cage. Um, yes, I think it's underrated. CSSV Voden says, I joined your Discord. I don't actually have a Discord. I think... Like, I don't, I'm not exactly sure how discords work, to be honest with you. Um, Randy says, he looks like a great dad and Nick Alexander. I wish he was my dad. <laughs> oh, Randy, Randy. I'm so glad that you have daddy issues, Randy, and that you wish for me to be your father. Ian Ma, Anthony Smith should have been champion. Had the referee applied the rules, John Jones should have lost it by DQ. 
rough, but rules are rules, unless it's a UFC, obviously, although it must be in the rules. Um, dude, I've seen like a lot of nasty shit go on, you know, so can't even speak on, on it. Laced Up says, uh, what age are you hoping to get your kids into training, Fab? I'm excited to get my daughter into the incredible world of martial arts. So many positive effects. Definitely won't force her into it, though. My daughter's one and a half, and she started gymnastics already. Um, and she just she's always on the mats. There's on my Instagram. You can go on my Instagram. My Instagram's my name. Um, you can see her hitting the pads and that. And she she just does that. Like, no, not great technique. She just does that from watching me play around with my friends and that, you know, and hit the pads and she just copies. But I don't, I'm not like, yeah, so she started gymnastics, but now we're in lockdown again. So she can't go to gymnastics. She loves going to gymnastics. Um, but she's very active all the time. Like we always go for walks. She loves going for walks with me um, because usually we get up early and my wife kind of tries to sleep in. Um, she's because we're expecting another baby. And so my daughter and I go for walks and that together. We go down to the beach because we live near, near the beach. So she's always, she's very active. She started to, to stand up on a skateboard for two days ago um, and just play around like that. So I'm always encouraging her to do physical activity and things like that. And at some point, um, we'll formalize her training. Probably, I, I think she'll probably start judo around three, 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 four years old. Um, I don't like, I've discussed before. I don't want her to be world champion in in judo or or jujitsu or anything. I just want her to learn the discipline uh, in martial arts. I think the self discipline that comes in in mano a mano sports, the resilience that comes in mano a mano sports, I think is very important. I think um, understanding that you've gone out there and that there's no one out there for you. There's no one's going to help you. No one's going to come rescue you. It's like you and that person. And I like definitive sports like judo, wrestling and bjj in particular though i think judo and wrestling have one good thing which is the pin um and it's like no dude you got fucking pinned you lost um jiu-jitsu has definitive answers with the submissions which i love um the only thing with the jiu-jitsu matches is sometimes when you're teaching a kid that there's so many things like with the advantages um the small disadvantage that happened yo you got that that makes it a little bit it's still subjective. It still leaves a gray area. I like the definitive ipon. I like the definitive pin. This is me, subjectively speaking. I I I like jujitsu in, like you got choked, dude. <laughs> Fucking, it's over. You know, you you tap. That's it. I, I love that about it. The only thing I don't like sometimes is like the subjectivity with with some of those rules. But there's subjectivity in all all sports and in all rule sets. Um. So she'll do jujitsu for sure. For sure, she'll do jujitsu. But I'll get her started in judo probably when she's about three. Um, but yeah, but see, when I won't force her into it. But martial arts to me, it, with my in my family, it, it is more or less like I won't force her into it. But she has to do it because it'll. It's like to me, it's like you're going to school. Like it's like she might not want to go to school, and maybe we can work some way around it later on. But you're going to go to school and you're going to learn to read and write because you're not going to be a dumb fuck. So um, it's the same thing with with martial arts to me. These are all my opinions. Don't take this beyond, you know, just rantings of a madman. I um, To me, you should be able to defend yourself. Like you should 
understand. And by defend yourself, you know, you just should understand what it's like even to lose, you know, even to for someone to grab you and shake you around like they do in judo. You need to understand what that's like, you know, just so you don't pick fights, so you don't be a bully. So you don't think you're better than what you are as well. And you understand like, no, somebody can grab me and fucking ragdoll me. So I'm going to dot my I's and cross my T's and mind my P's and Q's. So I think they're real big lessons that you learn. Um, and yeah, she'll have to do that anyways. Um, Martevi says, I have a friend who's studying to become a teacher. And I think the same as well. Students may see him as doing well, but in reality, he's a mess. <laughs> it's fucking true, mate. It's true. My Toby, illegal is doing something out with, with outside of the rules. If he breaks the rules, it's cheating. What if he puts rocks in his gloves? Illegal or cheating? That's illegal cheating, my friend. Randy, wow, that's a long time to train someone. Yes, it is, man. Uh, the down knee was unfortunate, but not really cheating. I think that was more like on the, in the realm of an accident. Uh, Voden says, Fab, what, which tonight's card are you more excited for? Well, PFL or Bellator? PFL, the PFL card. Randy laughs out loud. Ian Ma says, all open to interpretation. Should it be an automatic DQ or a no contest, Fab? I don't know with that one. I don't know. Probably a no contest, you know, and then if he's going to he's gonna do the the fight again, then just do the fight again. Um, I don't know because I think a lot of that's got to do with um, the commission rules as well. But... um. Yeah, it, my, my main thing is should just it shouldn't be Al Jermaine's call though. Uh Dan Goldstein, hearing Craig Jones describe how pulling someone's knee apart happens and feels is the single most sickening thing I've heard this week. Yes. EMR Tovi, EMR, I'd say, okay, sorry, hold on, I'm just going through a few. Goldstein says, Congrats on the family enlargement too, brother. The world needs more little use, I reckon. Thank you so much. So that she doesn't look like me. She looks like my wife, but good for her. Ian Ma says, I think kneeing him in the face with no defense could be defined as an advantage. Yes, sir. Yes, it is. Um, nickname says, I also wish BJJ had more emphasis on takedowns. Um, yep. Um, Ian Ma says, judo and wrestling for takedowns. Take a few judo classes too. Are you asking me if I take judo classes or if she will take judo classes? Because my daughter will probably do judo. It's bigger than wrestling here in Australia. Um, Ma Toby says, Ian Ma, yeah, I guess that's where the rules come into play, which is why I'm now probably thinking um, that illegal plus cheating cross paths and don't have to be separate things. No, they don't have to be separate things at all. Um, JT says, Fab, if you had to choose out of Israel or Bobby Knuckles to win in a fight to save your life, who would you choose and why? Um, to save my life. I, no, I think, I think, I think it's a... Like, I just think it's a really close fight every time between them just because of the way they match up. I think they're both two big, powerful strikers that hit really, really hard and they, they're fast and they hit from different angles. I I think um, Rob has a few more tools. Like, I think there's a threat of the takedown from Rob. Um, and, he, and on the ground, he's very, very good. I think Israel caught him before you were able to see that element of his game develop. And I think that's why when people go, the fucking game plan, blah, blah, blah. Like, they don't understand, like, you didn't get to see his game develop. You didn't get to see anything, unless Rob rang you and told you that his game plan was whatever it was. And even if his game plan was to do it, who the fuck are you to question it? Like, that's like a weird thing to me. But 
the reality is you didn't get to see it, man. You didn't get to see his game evolve in, in that fight. You didn't get to see the game plan evolve. And as someone that was involved in his um in his fight camp, I know what the game plan was. And I know that thing, and if Rob felt what he felt in there, and I don't think there was a lot in that fight, you know, if you watch it and then just repeat the rhetoric. And I think whenever you have a fight like that with two big guys that are gunslingers, that can that their level of striking is more than most people can comprehend. One of you is going to get knocked out. And unfortunately, on that night, it was Rob. Um, out of the two of them, I think that that in this in the next fight, I think that um, and I called it even before the fight. You know, I said in an interview that I think they're going to have two, three fights, four fights, you know, between them, because. I didn't think anyone else was going to beat them other than the two of them, you know, regardless of who won the first fight. I think if Rob had beat Israel, I don't I see Israel doing the same thing that Rob did. I see Israel beating everyone and getting back to fight Rob again. So I thought, I always thought they were going to fight numerous times. Um, I think Rob's got a lot of power in his hands. I think he, he hits from different angles and he's got very, very good takedowns and very, very, very good grappling. You know, people don't, don't realize that. Um, when we were working together, he qualified for the Commonwealth Games. His wrestling is is very, very good. Um, Israel's wrestling defense is better than people think as well. Um, and his ability to frame, you know, and hit the length that he fights at, you know, it's it's difficult to deal with, very, very difficult. And you need some time in there with him to work it out. So it's a tough fight, man. It's a tough fight. I, I kind of lean towards Rob, to be honest with you. I think that Rob... Rob will do it this fight, this this time around. That's what I think. Um, but it's a very it's any like either one of them could catch each other at any time, but I think Rob beats him. Um John Price says, I think you don't see it as cheating because he didn't do it on purpose, but he still broke the rules regardless of the intent behind it. But I think regardless of the intent behind it, regardless, it doesn't matter. It happened, it's done, it's finished. Um Aljo Yan rematch is what I'm most looking forward to, especially with all the shit talk online. I haven't seen the shit talk, but I'm interested in it. I'm interested in the fight. Um, Ian Ma says, great that Fab includes the chat threads. Great interaction from the biracial angel. Thank you, sir. Um, Randy says, I love the chat thread at Ian Ma. Thank you, people. Thank you very much. Ian Ma says, an old friend of mine is the head of Judo Scotland, used to compete at heavyweight when we were in our 20s. A monster of a man. Dude, people like that, you fucking stay away from it. Heavyweight judo guys like that, you know, that are angry because it's always fucking gloomy in Scotland. Dangerous people. Um, Randy says, how was Rob's wrestling when you met him? When when I met Rob, did you see a big improvement? Um Well, I, I like that's a, that's like a I, I'm not I, I don't even know what to say to that like, um, because I was his wrestling coach after I met him. I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't. I, I met him and then I became his wrestling coach. So, yeah, like I don't know what you'd want me to say. I don't know if you want me to say. He became phenomenal under my tutelage. I, I don't know. It's like a silly question to ask someone. Lucas Rivers says, I've always wanted to see someone with really good judo 
like Tara Parisian again. It's super good if you can use it right. Hopefully, Kevin Jusset can make it to the UFC so we can see more of that. The thing about Cairo Parisian is that he grew up, if you grow up in, a, in an environment where you're doing a lot of um, gi and no gi and you get to train against guys that are good wrestlers, then you can start to apply your judo much more readily against good wrestlers and that. Um, the type of grappling that, that, that Cairo grew up doing uh, was like that, like uh, highest stun grappling systems, which is our minion grappling systems. And um, they had, and that was Judo Jean LaBelle was there, Goku Chavichian. So they had the the combat sambo. They had like gi and no gi styles. And so he was able to compete at Judo at a high level. And then through there, you'd have a lot of wrestlers coming through, you know, a lot, a lot of good wrestlers coming through. Even if he doesn't c compete and train in wrestling, he'd still have a hell of a lot of wrestlers coming through and they, he'd get to work with a lot of different wrestlers. So his ability to apply judo in those in those environments are, are pretty pretty impressive. That and he's super gifted. Um, nickname says, I think this transition from judo to nogi is really difficult though. It is. That's what I was just saying about uh, Parisian. And now with the rule change in judo, it's more and more getting away from what like combat is, so to speak. Um, Ian Ma says, cloudy but clammy, I'll have you know. A balmy 18 degrees centigrade t-shirt weather. It's summer. You see, Ian, that's the thing. It's probably 18 degrees right now, and I'm in a jacket. I'm in a jacket, mate. My my cousin, my my brother-in-law works with a lady, and she's up in Brisbane, and it was like 22 degrees, and she had a jacket and gloves on. Um, C, SCB says, what percentage of people training say they want to compete and then cannot because circumstances in life, priorities, or otherwise? SCB, snap my forearm in half doing judo. Ha, ha, ha. Heaps of fun. Not fun, buddy. Not fun. I think a lot, dude. I think a lot. Like, for every 100 people you get in a gym in general, not necessarily in your gym. Your gym might be a competition gym. But for every 100 people that train, like, one dude is a hardcore competitor. Not did a few jiu-jitsu comps. I'm talking about a hardcore competitor. So, it's it's a lot. A lot, man. Um. Dan Goldstein says, a Cairo Parisian judo Jean LaBelle reference in the same night. Spoil. I also said Goku Chavichian, sir. I said Goku Chavichian as well. For those that know, if you don't know, now you know. Um, yeah. Hey, guys, I'm going to let it go here because I do have to go pick up my daughter. We've been on for an hour and 10 minutes. Please join us, guys, this Sunday, 6 a.m. my time, Sydney time, um, for the fights. And I hope to have a great day with you guys. Thank you for everyone for all the support. Please like and subscribe if you haven't already. Hit the notification bell. Guys, thank you so, so much, man. You guys make it worthwhile to do all of this stuff. Um, but I really, really do appreciate it, guys. I'm sorry if, if you do put things up here and I haven't had a chance to answer them. Please ask them on Sunday and we'll continue our discussions. Thank you so much, my friends. Thank you very much. Take care.